Okay, uh, this is 101. 101 uh, catch after up a long review pause. show. Yes, I think we did 100 and we were just like, that's enough. It's, you should rest it for could, a while. It's possibly too much, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if we're going to get together and talk about comics, we might as well let everyone else in on the conversation. I would have said uh, inflict the conversation on everyone else, but yours is much more positive than mm. mine. <laughs> so uh, what have you been doing while we've been on a break? I have been mostly just sitting in my room stressing about the holidays and numbing my pain by downloading um, audiobooks from the library. I know, it's so exciting. I didn't know that you could download audiobooks from libraries. You can, it's fantastic. Do libraries? Except the limit is 10. Like per and year? No, at oh. a time. Oh. And such is my obsession that I actually have sat there waiting for one of them to expire in my computer. Wow. Just being like, come on, come on, tick down. Hopefully so I can get like the next one on my list. Or so, so it's not weird. Yeah. It's you have like a wish list like on Netflix and I have like seventy books on there. Jeez. I don't think I've been to a library since I got a job. Like I feel like once You're better I can afford to own books. <laughs> It's well, a, a switch flipped. That is why your place looks like it looks like. Yeah. And I don't mean that as an insult. It looks like, imagine like this wise old man's place <laughs> that a they wise go old into. Man cave. Yes. <laughs> in that they go to in, in like action movies or fantasy movies where they're like, we need to talk to the blah blah blah. Yeah. You know. And Gandalf. Yeah, Gandalf. And they go in and there are books everywhere. And he's like, ah, yes, I know this. <laughs> and then he gets out a book. It's like that. Just books everywhere, just piled. You can tell I'm a reader. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, even, like, I laugh at, at your having 10 books checked out from the library one time. But I bought, I think I have, like, eight unread books on my Kindle right now. <laughs> but in varying shades, or, like, stages of being read. And... Yeah, I just don't have an attention span, I guess, is what it comes down to. That's what happens when you read comics. Yeah, seriously. 20 pages at a shot now. If they could break it down to like 10, it would be perfect. No, that's totally not true. <laughs> they charge you four ninety nine for them. Yeah. <laughs> Printed on super thick paper, just pieces of cardboard. <laughs> How about you? Uh, I have been doing a lot of sleeping and writing. And All right actually a lot of writing about the roots which i think in the past month i've done the five bands yeah the band yes and uh i've got one more that i thought of that i want to do so it's, it's so officially you're a roots quietly quietly transitioning to a music blog pretty much yeah all right music's really interesting well as as most people have noticed i've been missing from fourth letter for a while mm -hmm. and Oops, let's pause real quick. Okay, so you've been missing from fourth letter? I've been missing from fourth letter in part because I just don't want to sound like an evil bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's suddenly begun to bother me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is the time when I'm dropping a lot of the new 52 and mm. just like, no, no. I guess I'll just sound like an evil bitch here on, on the podcast. It's fine. Podcast. It's always funny. 
because that's the that's the roundup. Um, <laughs> so wait, how many books are you down to? Out of curiosity, I don't count them. Oh, they're they're like my actually I was about to say they're like children, but I should probably oh, if I wow. were in charge of a bunch of children, <laughs> I should probably count them, and make sure they're all there. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> I just don't count them, and I won't come up with a metaphor for that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, But I have dropped both Mr. Terrific and Batwoman because they have become Batman from the 90s through early 2000s. The uh, Assy Batman. Nobody's the boss of me. I'm Batman. Yes. Yeah. And and Mr. Terrific, he's just like, I'm gonna solve this, or I'm gonna transfer all the company to you, and I'm gonna leave everyone and go on my own quest. And I'm really, really violent, and I have to pull myself back. Really? That's Mr. Terrific. Yeah. At least at one point, they show him like beating a supervillain into the ground, and then a kid has. Oh, I heard about this. What's the little thing they have? He has on his arm. It's like a fair play tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. And the oh, kid yeah. is like has drawn it on his arm and he looks at him with like this heartbroken face and he like scrubs it off his arm defiantly. <laughs> it's such a sports movie move. Yeah. <sighs> Say it ain't so, Mr. Terrific. Say yeah. it ain't so. Um Yeah, a friend that was actually telling me about this cuz he's the one who reads all the bad comics. Like even like Gavin reads bad comics sometimes, but my other friend reads bad like all the really bad ones just because. <laughs> Sort of a train wreck thing. And he was telling me about this and how Terrific lost control and somehow beating up like a gross non-human looking alien is a sign of being too violent if you do it in the middle of LA or something like that. I guess. And apparently Batman and Robin, Damien is having the same trouble where he's killing small small animals because he's so murderous, apparently. Yeah, well, okay killing small animals for fun like torturing them to death that's creepy yeah but killing small animals just killing well okay yeah that's still creepy yeah. <laughs> then again like that may just be removed i mean none of them are vegetarians that i know of yeah anywho yes you were saying uh he but and then there's his Mr. Terrific's confidant, who was really jealous of supermodels who run their own company in the first issue, even though it's comics, so she's drawn exactly the same as they are. Of course. <laughs> I just found that funny. <laughs> you have the same face. There's nothing for you to be jealous of. Yeah. Um, she's like... Well, he always withdraws when he needs us the most or something. I'm like, oh yeah, this is Batman. It's healthy behavior. The, but <laughs> no, it's literally Batman from the 90s and late to early 2000s. I, if I wanted that, I could just go back and read old comics and I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> you need Grant Morrison to scrub that out. <laughs> That's how bad that is. Yeah. And then Batwoman, um, her, you know what was going on with... Uh, her, sort of vaguely. She got into this mega dangerous mission and Flamebird is like, 
I will help you. And she's like, you're fired, flame bird. I'm doing this for your own protection. You don't have the drive. She's basically spoiler now. And then flame bird was like, no, I'll, I'll show you that I'm good. And then she gets killed by a guy with a chainsaw for a hand or like almost killed, just like ripped up. And she's like <laughs> sitting in a hospital bed, just bleeding all over in her costume and just being like, no, no, I've screwed everything up for everyone. Oh no, I'm dying. Like, <laughs> this I have, sucks. I have so many jokes in my head. This and is, all of them are horrible. This is just a terrible <laughs> storyline that we've seen again and again and again. Batman from the 90s and early 2000s, stop. Yeah. Just st are you just transferring the Batman? Ah. <laughs> uh, he so. is the most popular character in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. That's, that's rough. That's kicked me out of two books. Yeah. And then there's Batgirl. Who somehow she has the highest body count and the most grisly deaths. Like personally or just of in her any book? bat book. Okay. How is Batgirl, like, killing people or, or trying to fight someone who, like, shoves a hose down people's throat and makes their insides explode? That doesn't actually work. As they drown work. or something? I don't know. Like, I feel like the physics there are really messed up. And, and, and then bombs a train. Like, bombs an entire train. Just because? Yes. Yeah. I think Simone That's, has a big problem with believable villains, I think. Where they're um, either so extremely terrible, like, I'm a killer for the sake of killing, or, yeah. like, just the violence is ridiculous and doesn't make any sense. Well, I think I, she's gotten Birds of Prey, which needed, you know, it was a team book, it needs a major villain. Mm -hmm. And then she had Secret Six. Mm -hmm. Secret Six got really ridiculous sometimes. Yeah. But that was the point of Secret Six. You know, just to be everyone's evil. It's a horrible world, but mm -hmm. funny. Yeah. <laughs> but that in a Batgirl book... That, it's Batgirl! It's How most of the DC, fun. the new DC has the same tone, I found. Just from like the limited selection of books that I've read or like flipped through. Uh, the only ones that don't, like that sort of quietly brooding hero who's sometimes a jerk, mm -hmm. but it's for a good reason. Uh, Flash is actually really positive, mm -hmm. is probably a good word for it. Um, and Static Shock has a little bit of angst. And then Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, that's good. We'll get to that. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and then, in the last thing, it's like, Batgirl and Nightwing, you know, hero fight, the things. Fight and team up. And it was like, oh, good, fun. And at the end of it, this was after someone's bombed a train and yeah. hundreds of people have died. Oh, no. Do they make it on top of the train? No. Okay. <laughs> it, it was bombed in like the last book or something. Okay. And she's like, no, I don't want any help, Nightwing. You have to understand this. I'm on his list. I go after him on my own. I'm like, no. <laughs> when someone playing a game with you 
kills 200 people, you take all the help you can get. You should like this is this is not about your pride or your personal needs anymore. That is just so unbelievably immoral. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you know they were almost married, and it's awkward. They have history. They just wouldn't be effective together. But it's not even that. It's just like I have to do this on my own. No, you don't. It's it's not about you. the worst kind of soap opera so i'm just like no i can't do the summary yeah but okay the last thing in this issue which is like the christmas themed issue mm-hmm. is um she's selling christmas with her roommate is her and roommate not her dad her, for some reason is her roommate still calling her gordon barbara gordon because i would get a roommate murdered i think as it's like gbg now or something oh, man Okay. And um, she goes to, (laughs) um, she hears a knock on the door and she opens it and it's her mom. I thought her mom was dead. I don't know what's going on in the new Oh wait, is it Gordon's wife? No, it's her mother. Like her actual mother. Her mother, mother. (laughs) And now I'm kind of like, okay, this could be interesting. (laughs) Just enough with the, I mean, you're you're not making a clockwork orange. Just (laughs) that girl. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Oh, speaking of a clockwork orange, did you see that video that was going around of uh, Rooney Mara from the Facebook movie Girl with a Dragon Tattoo as Alex from a clockwork orange? I saw that there was like a whole bunch of movie stars as villains. It's all Except I didn't later. recognize most of the villains, and I didn't recognize a good portion of the stars, so... Yeah, that happens. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so you were saying, after Batgirl, what was next? You mentioned Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, awesome. Yeah. Great book. <laughs> and I keep forgetting the colorist, and I feel terrible about that, because the colors are really a big part of it. Yeah. I've... Yes, use your magic computer. Why don't I know his name off the top of my head? It's not... Dave Stewart. It's Azarello Chang. Is it Hollingsworth? I got to find a title page somehow. Hang on a second. But yeah, no, the colors are fantastic. It's this wonderful neon almost look to it. Oh, Matthew Wilson. Matthew Wilson. Who is great. He did uh, Thor the Mighty Avenger that everybody liked last oh, year, yeah. the year before. Same guy. He's really good. It's kind of hyper intense look to it with the light and the the colors yeah but yeah great book i thought that the uh in the very first issue the really impressive bit was uh apollo talking to the three sisters on the rooftop that was apollo or not apollo which one's the sun god no that's apollo yeah so that was apollo i didn't know that yeah because uh i forget it's i have a reason that it's apollo but i can't think of it right now but yeah, the well, colors he, in that he scene. was um, linked with the sun, but I just assumed he was another like semi-immortal or semi-mortal. Oh no, son he's of Zeus. definitely Apollo. Huh, that's interesting. And great that redesign, was, right? Yeah, like he looks fantastic. I like what they're does, doing with the guns. They did like a deep, almost purplish, and then like glowing eyes. Yeah. I, I did wonder why the girls went up to his room because <laughs> I mean I think it was Gotham or something. Uh, Singapore. 
Singapore. All right. Yeah. Maybe you, they, they let their guard down easier in Singapore. <laughs> but he says uh, on the first page that he's the son of a king. S-U-N. Yes. Yeah. So, but yeah, the girls were the, uh, not the weird sisters, the oracles of well, Delphi. Yeah. Well, like they the, kind of channeled the, yeah. I think it's the gray, maybe the gray women. Yeah. I feel the gray like I know sisters. their names. They're like Gorgons. That sounds. Because oracles, I don't think come in threes. Ah, you're right. And there are threes definitely for a reason, considering the rest of the story. But yeah, no, the colors are great. Uh, the book's great. Everything about it's great. <laughs> yeah, they they did a pretty major revelation. Yeah, what did you uh, think about it? I was... I don't think it's going to keep. So I... I didn't feel any particular way about it mm-hmm. but I think it was kind of in keeping with the blood and thunder like sex and violence <laughs> theme of Greek mythology yeah <laughs> like made you out of clay seriously <laughs> what are you a friggin Christian your conception was not immaculate <laughs> your mother and Zeus had some crazy fighting slash sex that like <laughs> obviously ranged across continents and the best part of that i didn't realize this as i was reading i thought it was just a surprisingly tastefully done sex thing <laughs> but a friend was uh reviewing it and he mentioned that it's uh hippolyta's telling diana the story of her birth and then telling giving her way too much information because oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's like two or three pages it's fairly long your your father was incredible in the sack let me tell (laughs) you we were magnificent centuries upon centuries of intense love (laughs) (laughs) you're right it's so awkward (laughs) okay that explains diana's reaction a little better (laughs) he's like you know what? <laughs> Keeping the secrets of my birth is one thing, but you do not tell me that. Yeah, you should keep something. <laughs> Lie to me, mom, please. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I agree with you that I like that it basically ties it even closer into Greek mythology, where everyone had kids with everyone else, and like it was all about being damned by your blood, in a way. Yeah. Not all of it, but a significant portion. All the fun parts about the wars and people killing monsters and stuff were... Man, yeah, uh, that's it's one of those like I really don't have anything to say, but it's just good. Like yeah. I care about a Wonder Woman. Well, comic. do you agree with me that it's kind of the hard-boiled detective novel set in Greek mythology, where it's I, all these outsized villains, and then Diana's just like the person who got drawn into all this mess. It feels almost more Doc Savagey than hard-boiled. A little more pulpy. More, I can see pulp. Yeah. Yeah, in in part because it's. Uh, like world spanning like they're Singapore uh, New York Treasure Island Paradise <laughs> Island <laughs> the mascara yeah the mascara and like a couple other places wherever uh, the late pregnant lady is from uh, I think she's from Virginia or something yeah it was just like the woods <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's, she's a horse it's nice actually yeah maybe it was the Midwest no it wasn't I think it was somewhere along the East Coast in maybe Pennsylvania, but in a in that region that's like we've seen better days. Yeah, yeah. 
but even the uh, tone of it, like I like that Diana has sort of like this world-weary sense of humor, like really dry. Yeah, that's what made me kind of feel like she was a detective. Yeah. No, I can totally see that. that. I liked, um, uh, for some reason it's coming up, Mercury. What's his name? The Greek name for Uh, Hermes. Yes, as the horse guy. Not horse, but like the long face. He's a chicken guy. He has bird feet, which I've never heard in... Yeah in um actual greek mythology i thought he just had little winged shoes but i think it's a cliff chang thing where they like they redesigned all the gods he's a bird man they probably i'm thinking they based it on something i just haven't heard it yeah and he's pale white green hair and just all black eyes he looks really creepy but kind of cool yeah he looks almost like a in fantasy books where they have like the non-human sidekick yeah and he's kind of he's laid back but still wisecracking where he's like so um i've heard that zeus takes whatever the form whatever the form of whatever the woman most desires which was yours and she's like uh could have been that drummer hope yeah. it was him could have been a trucker yeah <laughs> And then he tells her the the legend of Diana's birth, and she's like, "That's weird." He's like, "Yeah, legends mostly are." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the best redesign was uh, Strife in issue two. Eris, I think her. Uh, that's the Greek. Yes, they actually solicited her name like in all the interviews leading up to the book's release as Eris, but then they changed it to Strife, which was, I assume, like a copyright thing or something. But yeah, uh, it's like this okay it's an ancient greek name it's been around forever there's no way it could be well maybe someone's already publishing a comic with the name eris or something like that and they just didn't want to compete Mm. not that dc competes with anyone but marvel but um yeah like her design where it's this like chopped up black dress yeah kind of extreme punk rock yeah and it's she's sort of uh androgynous too yeah which makes for a really good look it's sort of a like a david bowie madonna thing almost if those two could have somehow cloned into one well you know one's female and one's male so they wouldn't really have to clone yeah but, but we'd have to artificially age a baby and that's just unjust okay <laughs> but yeah like the black and the way her skin tone works and really just her character in general is a whole lot of fun she's the mean kind of funny willing to say anything and just basically make my day every time Wonder Woman comes out (laughs) so are you reading Green Lantern? no Um, I've heard Graham and Jeff Lester enjoying it massively because they said it's basically Hal as an unbelievable (laughs) jerk yeah it's that meant to be it's entirely like here's everything that's wrong with Hal Jordan <laughs> but the best part I think is that well, that's great honestly like characters were trying to erase all that stuff yeah is terrible but if you like turn into it's like turning into the skid <laughs> yeah. you turn into it with Aquaman where he's like I know everyone thinks I'm incredibly stupid superhero and just 
run enjoy with it. it. Yeah, actually, Aquaman he broods, but the tone of the book isn't very dark like the rest, which is a really interesting balance to strike. I think because of all the people making fun of Aquaman, that's what yeah. raises it up. But in Green Lantern, uh, Sinestro is the main character this time around, and he's actually a lot of fun as a hero because he's another guy who's having to face his screw-ups. He actually says, I'm sorry, in the most recent issue, which in comics is always a huge thing because, you know, they're all very, very confident and, you know, never budge an inch. But it's basically him being a dick to Hal Jordan <laughs> and then going back to his planet and seeing the mess he made of it and being like, ah, I've got to make this right, but I don't want to admit guilt exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But this issue finally had that moment where he's like, you know, okay, I made a mistake by giving millions of aliens, like, magic rings and letting them murder people all over the galaxy. Fine. I admit <laughs> it. <laughs> but it's just a really good combination of, like, the stern drill sergeant, almost, but, like, so stern that he breaks all the rules. <laughs> And then Hal Jordan is a guy who's very used to getting his way and suddenly cannot get his way with anything. Like the bit in the first issue where he asks uh, Carol Ferris out on a date. They have a really nice dinner and at the end he's like, listen, I need a huge favor. Can you co-sign a car loan for me? <laughs> and she just leaves. <laughs> She's like, you have no idea how to talk to people, do you? <laughs> like, it's stuff like that that makes it a whole lot of fun. And, the, and it does that without sacrificing the action. Mm -hmm. Like, it's still like a super violent Green Lantern comic. Um, I'm actually enjoying Batman and Robin. Really? I'm still liking the family dynamic and the Batman as a dad. As long as Alfred is there and just being like, ah, oh, you're both so stupid. <laughs> also, I like Ace the Bat Hound, although Damien called him Titus. He's just like this big great Dane that's like the size of a horse. Yeah. And follows Damien around being like, whoop. <laughs> a boy and his dog. Oh man. Uh, are you reading Justice League? I'm reading Justice League Dark. I'm oh, reading Justice okay. League. I am the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about Justice League. It's uh so event comics generally suck, yeah? Yeah. Most of them. So much. Uh, this feels like an old-school style event comic, like Secret Wars or something like that. Or uh, even Nightfall, but not quite as dark in a way, but more like the cascade of characters you really like doing really cool things mm -hmm. with like no downtime. <laughs> and that's what this first arc of Justice League basically is. Each issue focuses on a different character, or like sets of characters, so like Green Lantern and uh, Batman in the first, and then they meet Superman and Flash in the second, and then Wonder Woman gets to win the latest issue, you know? <laughs> so they're slowly rolling out everyone. And, like, there's camaraderie. They're, like, they're definitely dicks to each other when they first meet. But, like, when they're actually fighting, a lot of really cool stuff happens. Did you see uh, any of issue three, the latest one? No, I didn't. It's the one that introduces Wonder Woman to uh, the team. And she's basically walking around the streets of Washington, D.C. with her sword and, like, marveling at, like, all the butterflies and how nice it is outside. Let me see, let me see. Hang on, but there's one bit when she finally meets up with the team and she just basically, like, jumps into the fray and it's the team's reaction to Wonder Woman. And Superman is like, you're strong. And she's like, I know. <laughs> you know, that's, that's fun comics. That's the way it should work. 
Hal Jordan is like dibs. Yeah, again, Hal Jordan being a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a really fun way to reintroduce characters you already know and give them, like, the threat's dark side. Like, I read comics, I know who dark side is, I understand what's going to go down. But seeing them see him and his armies for the first time is working out really well for me. And it helps that, like, I love Jim Lee's art and have since I was a kid. Like, it looks like a superhero comic ought to look when you're doing it on this scale. Steve, have you had ice cream? You must try it. <laughs> yeah. This cook is truly blessed. And I guess it's like a couple of months after Wonder Woman's been introduced, or like six months or something like that, so everything's still very new. So they all read sort of young and very impetuous. Mm -hmm. She talks to some little girl while she's walking around, like in front of the White House with a sword, which I feel like would get you arrested. But you know, whatever. But it's just like, it feels like a teen comic or an event comic should feel to me. She's just pointing a sword at the ice cream vendor being like, I'd like two ice creams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's apparently uh, Aquaman is like that in the Brave and the Bold cartoon. Like, very boisterous. Or... Yeah. Yeah. Which I think they're ending now. Oh, yeah, it's probably time for the new wave of cartoons because they have, like, an entire animation block, I want to say. Yeah, they have a Green Lantern that's sort of computer animation. Yeah. if I've been reading okay what I'm kind of wondering is yeah. if Ralph and Sue are alive uh almost definitely because I feel like some of identity crisis has already been walked back I would like it if they were uh I can't think of a reason why they wouldn't be almost because that's like it would cost DC nothing because they already rebooted yeah and it would gain them so many like, just so much fan accolades just for doing it. Like, finally doing what, giving the fans what they want. <laughs> Though, honestly, like, I want ghost detectives, because I think that's great. Yeah, I kind of do, but <laughs> then it would mean all that awful, rapey Dr. Life's, Dr. Light stuff is still in continuity. I could fix that in one panel, one caption box. It's like, one day the elongated man and his wife died in a car wreck. Now they're ghost detectives. Damn. Excellent. <laughs> like you have to be able to, do, you have to think on your feet when you read comic books written <laughs> by bad people. <laughs> bad writers, not bad people. I take it back. Uh, have you ever read the Six Gun? No. It's uh, what do they call them? A weird western, and it comes from Oni. Uh, Cullen Bunn and Brian Hurt create it. But there's basically six magic pistols. Each one has a different power. So mm -hmm. like some shoots uh, giant explosions, others let you see the future, that kind of thing. So it's sort of a fantasy. A gun Western. that lets you see the future? Or, yeah, basically. Like I can't even explain it away. <laughs> but it's fun to see a Western that's uh, sort of Lord of the Rings in scale a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like it, it feels like it's going to expand very wide. And there are old, like, Confederate generals who won the gun, who died and came back because they wanted the gun so bad. And I'm not used to seeing magic in Westerns as another thing. But it's a series where, you, like, you just read it, you're like, wow, that was pretty good. 
Like, I'm very happy that I picked this series up because it was just on a whim at some convention. I was like, oh, I've heard about this. I'll check it out. And, like, the art's good. The writing's good. The lettering's really good. The mm. artist has all of his own sound effects. <laughs> and they really work in the art in an interesting way. So it's almost a trip through, uh, like, American folklore. Because a lot of... It's like a mess. There's, like, voodoo. Uh, there's, like, regular magic. Uh, there's, like, there's a squad of Catholic priests who are hunting the guns because the guns will bring up about like the end of times so they want to lock them in a box like they're in there i would like very much for once it not to be the catholics the catholics just, are the w only ones who are together enough is the thing yeah but that would make it funny <laughs> just like a squad of anglicans on their first mission out. episcopalians <laughs> in america yeah um oh no uh helsing have you seen pentecostals that? baptists just having the various different types of Christianity yeah. go after things in different ways, I think it would actually be super offensive. But so <laughs> <would>. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny. Have you seen the anime or manga Helsing? Probably not. No. All right. Well, it stars uh, an, a vampire named Alucard, which is Dracula backwards, and he's indebted. I, I'm mad at myself that I didn't immediately spot that, but go on. Yeah, it's also from like video games. I've seen the name everywhere ever since I was a kid. And I, I think of that before I think of Dracula sometimes. <laughs> but uh, he's uh, serving the Helsing family. Mm -hmm. And it's H-E-L-L-S-I-N-G because, because I guess. And uh, the Helsing family are royal British knights and they're Anglican, like explicitly Anglican. <laughs> And like they, we don't want any papists around here. And their arch enemy is Section Thirteen, is Carrier from the Vatican. <laughs> and <laughs> and pretty much every time Alucard and like this giant Scottish priest from Section Thirteen show, like meet each other, they fight. It's just this huge, very very bloody, vicious rivalry until the Nazi werewolves show up, and then like they have one target. It's Weird. ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the only thing I've seen that I can think of where it was like, hey, here's another, you know, Christian order. And they also do things <laughs> outside of all like the crazy Baptist mutant haters in X-Men comics. Uh, have you read God Loves, Man Kills? No. It's, uh, Just assume it's no. I'll <laughs> let you know if I've read it. It was uh, something Chris Claremont wrote that they based X-Men 2 off of. And it's basically like a preacher hates mutants and incites violence and then Kitty Pride disses him at the end and he gives up. It was good at the time, but like that time was like 1982. <laughs> no respecter of history. I'm trying to remember what X-Men 2 was about. Oh, that was the one where they all attacked the mansion and yeah. shot that Harry Potter ripoff boy in the neck with a dart. I don't remember that, but I do remember kids getting shot in the neck, which I thought was really entertaining. That sequence was really good, which maybe says a lot about me. But uh, there was something Marvel that I picked up. Oh, so I told you about Avenging Spider-Man, right, where he teams up with the other Avengers. Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, suddenly I can't, here we go. Uh, do you know Car Carnage, Spider-Man's a villain? Basically, Black no. and white. The, no, that's Venom. That's Venom. This is Venom's Venom. 
Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> exactly. And that is the appropriate response to have. He's like a crazy serial killer. He's basically like a Joker type character. But uh, so the guy who's writing Avenging Spider-Man, Zeb Wells, is also doing Carnage USA. And it's simultaneously bloody and creepy and super funny at the same time. Oh my! It's like he's just going to random towns in the U.S. and uh, here he just he takes over a town and basically make like he spreads his symbiote so that all the townspeople are <clears throat> excuse me like part of him like a gestalt mind so it would be kind of like um i, I just was kind of hoping it was the other one so it'd be like superman walking across america <laughs> but the other way around <laughs> killing his way that's basically a natural born killers at this point but yeah so like that part like he it's really gross and kind of it's sad to see what he does to this town but then the avengers are going to get him and uh the banter is painfully good because uh spider-man's like hey we got to call ben Grimm because the fantastic four have this thing that let us like kill a symbiote instantly and everyone's like you know what that's a good idea let's do that but hawkeye is like do we do we really have to bring ben Grimm along because all he ever talks about are his stupid blue eyes and his aunt, but whoever. <laughs> <laughs> and Spider-Man's like, no, you know, Ben's not that bad. And the first thing he says when he picks up the phone is like, hey, it's the ever-loving blue-eyed thing. What can I do for you fellas? And Hawkeye just immediately starts talking crap again. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a book where superheroes like other superheroes. And they can get away with teasing each other about it. And the, throughout the entire book, Spider-Man's like, hey, Ben, kind of tone it down now that he's noticed <laughs> what he does all the time and the cliffhanger is appropriately dumb for a carnage comic but totally awesome did this just start yeah it just started uh this past week hmm. so i was like actually liking a book starring carnage is really weird because <laughs> <laughs> he's existed since like maybe 90 91 like that sort of era and he's been in about 12 good comics ever <laughs> like since that time <laughs> and five of them were published last year last so it's year. like you're attracted to something that will destroy you yeah like suddenly i want to put my hand in the fire <laughs> but surprisingly good it'd be like if kg beast got a really good miniseries or killer moth or someone like very unlikely but if it actually happens very very pleasant now killer moth that would make a good bad girl villain where's he at is has he shown up in the new 52 he never shows up anywhere he's just in the background all the time <laughs> and he's in barbara's origin story and that's it <laughs> that, oh, man they should have so much more fun with their super villains like for all the ones They've who are villains so for the sake of being super villains and like killing people there's got to be, like, 15 good ones who are just supervillains because they like being supervillains. It's like, you know what? I get to fly around at night and beat up Batman. Probably. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a pretty enjoyable thing to do. Take things. Yeah. Yeah. Have a lot of fun. 